IMDb Journey podcast, where we would ordinarily break down one movie a week from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we're going to do something a little different today, aren't we, Hendo? Yes, we are. What we've decided to do from now on, since the podcast is getting uh, a bit bit big at the moment in terms of our uh, length, uh, we're you know, usually cracking over two hours on a podcast from now on. Two and a half, the last one. So. Yeah, that's right. So we've decided to split the podcast in half and have one week where we do our traditional breakdown of a movie from the top 250, giving our thoughts, our reviews, and any general discussion along the way. <laughs> and the second part of the podcast where we have a guest on for our Pod V Pod section and our movie quiz and movie draft, as well as when we talk about what else we've been watching as well, we'll make that into a separate podcast that we put out the week after. Yeah, so we're still going to aim to release a podcast every single week. We're just going to yeah, divvy it up a bit. Yeah, just takes a bit of pressure off us. Yes. Yes. We are hardworking family men. Yes, exactly. We do have full-time <laughs> jobs and families we need to take care of as and well. We, and we think that if we do it this way, it'll be much less likely that we actually miss weeks. Yes. Because um, we really do want to bring out content for all you guys every single week. So, I feel like this way that it's much more much more likely that we can actually commit to that. It also gives us a bit more freedom as well so we can actually get some good information and content out to use with our breakdowns. You know, if we get to the point where we're trying to get it out once every week, we might be falling behind and not giving you as good of content as we can in our in our notes and our breakdowns. So this episode, we will be doing our Pod V Pod with our guest Movie with the Misses. And we'll also be doing what else we've been watching, as well as something bonus, as we did allude to last week. But we're not going to do a top 10 of 2018 so far. We're actually going to do a top 5. Mando, do you want to explain why we've decided to do a mid-year top best of list? Yeah, as most years we find that some of the, well, most of our best of for the year come out towards the end of the year during the Oscar season. We've noticed that. A nice trend has happened over the last couple of years, and we look back on our best of lists that most of them do come out at that time. So we thought we'd just uh, find out where our lists sit right now, give a, a you know a spotlight on those movies that are great right now, but may not make those top tens at the end of the year. They might sit in the the twelves and the thirteens by the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. These movies are fantastic in their own right, and we just feel like if we do wait till the January to do a best of list, these movies probably won't get much of a mention. So we thought we'd give them their due diligence today. Yeah, that's right. So if this is your first time listening to us, we'd hope you'd subscribe to the podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and where most other podcasts are kept, including Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, as well as our host site, Wooshka. We're also proud to announce that we're now available on Spotify. So if that's your preferred platform, then check us out there. I'll add links to everything in the show notes so you have ease of access to all of our content. Another way to help get our name out there is to go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us, which would hopefully help us move up the charts there for other like-minded listeners like yourselves to notice us too, so they can do the same, and we get a nice revolving circle going on. And if you want to interact with us throughout the week too, we're on Twitter at IMDB Journey. I respond to everything sent our way, and it is a great way to keep up to date with us as we regularly tweet what else we've been watching throughout the week. So you too can leave your thoughts there, and we'll read them out in the podcast as well. And if you're also into Facebook, we have a page there too where we drop information about the podcast as well, and that's at facebook.com slash imdbjourney. So plenty of ways to interact with us and get involved. So we're going to take a short break and bring in our guests for the newest instalment of Pod V Pod. Hey everybody, I'm TJ. I'm Serenity. And we are Movies, Movies with, with the, the Misses. Misses. 
We are a podcast about catching up on the classics we've missed, the new releases, dishing on movie news, and always making fun of ourselves. Well, more making fun of you. Hey, come on now. <laughs> you could say that we are a podcast about movie fans becoming movie fans. You can find us on all the podcast apps, including Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and most importantly, iTunes. Also, hit us up on Twitter, where you can hashtag twit at me, yo, at MWTM Podcast. Remember, take your missus to the movies before she finds a new mister. You're not going to find a new mister, are you? Well, don't test me is all I'm saying. <laughs> Alright, so now it's time to get into our Pod V Pod section, where we take on one of your other favorite podcasts in a couple of movie games here. And you've just heard their promo. It is TJ and Serenity from the Movie with a Mrs. podcast. How are we doing today? We are awesome. How We're are you doing, doing good. I'm doing good. So excited to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Good to have you here. So, why don't you tell everyone a bit about your podcast and about yourselves? So, uh, yeah, I'm TJ, she's Serenity, and we are a movie podcast like many movie podcasts out there. (laughs) Uh, We take a movie a week that we haven't seen. It could be an old movie, it could be a new release, and we kind of just break it down, but also with some movie trivia, some games, celebrity tournaments, and we're just pretty silly and goofy along yeah. the way we get a little goofy we might drink a little too much when we record <laughs> <laughs> no, i do like your uh your man meat and what was the, what's the female one uh, finest female oh, yeah, trust you to only remember the man meat what's this female one skip <laughs> <laughs> Okay, why don't we get into it here? So why don't we start off with our movie quiz? Pop quiz, asshole. So what we've done here is we've got five questions for you guys, uh, five different categories, and we'll ask. We'll go back and forth, one for one of you and then one for the next. You guys answer separately here, and then we'll uh, best out of five, I guess. That's, that's how we'll do it? Yeah, sounds good to us. All right, yeah. so well, we'll start off, I reckon. Uh, who wants to go first out of you two? You want to go first or me? I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Okay. For sure. Okay. okay. Dan. Here we go. No, 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 no. They're going to ask you a question. Oh, you're, you can ask me a question. <laughs> right, okay, I'll ask you go, a question. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first category we got here is fantasy sci-fi. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. All right. What James Spader 90s sci-fi film went on to spawn a 10-season-long TV series and two spin-off series? Is it Serenity. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, I wish it was. Though. Yeah, that would have been good. No, it's actually Stargate. How perfect would that have been? Just oh, Stargate. Ten se- yeah, ten seasons. I didn't on, even girl. think. I just thought for sure. <laughs> that would have worked really well. Yeah. All right, so on to us, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, who, 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 you right. want to go? Yeah, I'll go. All right, Dean's going to go. Okay. Dean, who portrayed Abraham Lincoln in Spielberg's 2012 film, Lincoln? Okay, that would be Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, that's correct. Hey, good we're, job. Start, we're starting easy, guys. We're starting easy. <laughs> uh, next question for you, TJ. Coming of age films. Who plays Vader's father, Harry Saltonfuss, in 1991's My Girl? Oh, oh, Serena would know this one better than me. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, you said 91? Yeah. Okay. So, that was the year I was born. I'm still, I'm still a baby. I'm uh, whew, my girl. I'm going to go with John Lithgow. Oh, no. no unfortunately I'm... not. It was Dan no. Aykroyd. Oh, I knew it was one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, my turn, I guess. Yep. Yep. All right. McMillan Toys is a fictional company in what movie? Wow. Okay. Oh, I'm glad I didn't get that one. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, I have a tendency to pull the answers out, out of my backside, I guess. <laughs> backside. You watch your language. <laughs> They're accommodating for sure. <laughs> McMillan Toys. Uh, Fic- fictional. Uh, yes. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> That rules out all the documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> that's also scanning through them all. No. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Hmm. I'm trying to think of uh, like main characters who like run toy companies, or hmm. I don't want to say Toy Story. I don't think they ever mentioned a toy company in those films, and the the Mattel and all that. Yeah, I'd like to help. I just enjoy seeing you on the rope so much. <laughs> it's, very, it's very rare, so I'll let you lap it up. Do the little rope and dope. Yep. Uh, I, don't, I can't even think of anything, to be honest. Uh, just give me like 10 more seconds and then I'll, I'll pass. Don't pass. Say something. I can't even think of anything to say. <gasps> oh, Dean's got a massive I'm grin on his face. I'm pretty sure now. I, I know what it is. Oh, now he's going to rub oh, it in. Oh, no. <laughs> I. <laughs> been a long process yeah uh i can't even think of, i'll just okay toy story i know i'm wrong toy story that's okay no. i would have said the same thing it's uh it's big oh no oh, never, nah. never would have got it no nah. i was thinking uh home alone 2 <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that would have been a good that, game yeah, big of course good. it makes sense you just did it on your podcast <laughs> i know it. <laughs> okay um serenity your turn okay okay this is the category of movie taglines Oh, yeah. Alright, what Brad Pitt movie asked the question, are you in or out? <sighs> are you in? I can see him saying it. Don't look at me. Inception. What? <laughs> oh, no! No! <laughs> no, not Inception. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get no, it was like actually uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, oh, come on, girl. This is I obviously movies. saw the wrong person saying this, and they are very interchangeable. Hey, take in take my your head. time. There's no time limit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get because so if, you, if you don't take your time, you say stuff like X Men Last Stand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I called you out on that. <laughs> yeah, such a, a terrible moment for me. I loved it. <laughs> All right, Dean. Turn is yeah, Dean's, Dean's question. Right. Okay. What is the name of the actress that plays Trinity? And the Matrix trilogy. Oh, I love these questions. <laughs> Thankfully, I've seen the Matrix a million times. That would be Carrie Ann Moss. <gasps> He's smoking it. Oh, too good. Right. You're too good. Oh, stop it. Look at me, blush. All right, Dean. Okay. Uh, next question. What do we got? In the category of drama. What is Bruce Willis's job in Unbreakable? He is a security guard. Ding, ding, ding. Excellent. Nice. Good job. At, at a uh, oh, sport, sporting arena somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No bonus point, unfortunately. <laughs> nice try. Oh. Okay. My turn for a question. All right. It's a toughie. So, wait, you got a toughie last one. Okay. I have two <laughs> questions. Okay. Here we go. Excluding the word the, what word most appears in James Bond titles? Okay. 
give me a second here. You, you've you've got my my niche market here. James Bond is my uh, like Dean is all Batman. I am all James Bond. So yeah. I, I think I can get this. So give me a second here. My first instinct is to say it's kill, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna rattle through it here. Yeah, don't be like Serenity. No. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it could it be gold? Uh, it could be license. Let's see. I'm just. I'm gonna rattle them off. Doctor No from Rush with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball. They're just showing off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. TJ just gave me the eyebrows while you're. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Believe me. Okay. I'm thinking it could be die as well. It's got something to do with that. So let me just go over how many have kill in it. I can only really think of one, so it can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of license to kill, so that wouldn't be it. Gold, your gold so you know, there's, Yeah, there's no way I would have gotten this. So it's only excluding the, so it could be a? Uh? <laughs> of? <laughs> oh no, I'm not even thinking of those. <laughs> oh no, this is... This is tougher than I thought. Shit, Dean, just <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> He, he would not He's be able to live with himself time. if he got a James Bond question wrong. This is so. <laughs> 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 now I'm just drawing. Now I'm just like have a, a blank in my head. I'm not even thinking of words anymore. We believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. At least someone does here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think it's. I can't even say it's die because it's tomorrow never dies. So does that even count? Probably not. <laughs> The, the parameters that have to do yeah, with this question. Oh and like, even God. with gold, is gold finger, gold denial. Like, uh, okay, you got I'm gonna, got I'm gonna take a guess here. I'm gonna say, live. That is incorrect. Ah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's never, never. 1993, never say never oh, again. That is. And so 19, 1997, <laughs> tomorrow never dies. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is. Uh, can I put an asterisk on that because I don't count never say never. never, oh, say never again. It's not an official Bond film. I never even thought of it. This is a problem playing with Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Okay, this is a, co a collaboration one, so you guys can talk about this one if you need to. Don't shout out an answer. Okay, I'll, I'll, he said don't shout. <laughs> Think right. before you speak, woman. <laughs> and the category is animated films. We got this. We got you, yeah. Which veteran tough guy voiced a good cop, bad cop in the Lego movie? I got it. Okay, you, oh, sorry. I was going to say, don't shout out an answer. Okay. Liam Neeson. Very good. <laughs> well, Very good. All right. Yay. All right, so uh, we'll collab on this one. This is for the win. Yep. All right. Name the 2004 movie from this quote. If you're a bird, then I'm a bird. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know it. All right. Oh, you no. Know. You say it. Uh, Just say sh it. Should I be ashamed that I know this so well? No. no. <laughs> we like love you more movie. now. <laughs> nah, I got nothing. You got the, you, This is all you this week. Oh, all me. All the time. It's the notebook. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah. I was, I was wonderful this quiz. <laughs> I cannot believe you got that. Uh, <laughs> no, we were going e easiest to hardest. We thought that was the uh, hardest. Uh, Great job. Great in, job. in fairness, uh, my wife Britt says it all the time. <laughs> You're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> I uh, just watched that movie for the first time like last year. Oh, uh, did yeah. you cry? I did not, and I didn't oh my goodness. care for it either. What? He even said, that's not as good as I thought it'd be. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was a mess when I saw that for the first time. I think, oh, I'm, I think no. I'm in the middle. I think it's a good film, but I didn't cry. Yeah. Yeah. 
didn't cry. Yeah, uh, what's I'll, wrong with these you people? Just, <laughs> you just had allergies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't we head into our second game, which is our, our new installment. Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? And this is where we both podcasts choose three different actors or actresses, and the other podcast has to guess what four movies are featured on their IMDb list. So who do you guys want to go first this time? Uh, yeah, so we'll ask y'all. All right, and I'll go first for this one. Sure. Okay, let's do it. Okay, all right. I'm going to give you Emma Stone. Okay, so let's start off with La La Land. Got that one. Okay, let's go with The Help. Got that one. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple. Of, uh, okay, I'm going to go Easy A. Oh, <sighs> three for three. <laughs> okay. Now, now, there's one in mind. But I'm just going to hold off and let me think of the other ones. How many How many times have you looked up her page? <laughs> none. none. <laughs> these, these are just the films I think of when I think of her. Oh, okay. So, okay. I've got I got two in mind here and I'm going to flip a coin on it. Okay. I think she's more well known for The Amazing Spider-Man than Superbad. So, I'm going to say The Amazing Spider-Man. Ah, uh, it was neither of those. Ah, uh, what is it? It was uh, Birdman. Ah, uh, Birdman, of course. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's that's all right. Three for three for four. I'm hey, happy with that. That's pretty. That's pretty if fair. If you decide to clean some shit, I'm just gonna yell gonna something walk and out, walk away. Walk out. <laughs> all right, who wants to go first? Any of you guys? You wanna go first? I'll get it over with. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go. Okay, we have an actor here for you, and that is Denzel Washington. Oh my goodness! I believe in you. Oh my goodness! I believe in you. Go for it. All right, but take your time. Work, work it through the old memory bank. I don't have a good memory bank. Let's see. Denzel Washington was probably born in 1967. Wait, I think you can't help me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so bad at this. That's the beauty of this game. You just draw mental blanks when you really need, when you really not need to. <laughs> Could I even get four? I don't know. It's okay. Okay. You just, what's the first one you think of? That football movie's in. <laughs> okay, well, name the football movie's in. <laughs> Is it Remember the Titans? Is that your guess? Can you give that as an answer? That's that's a guess. Remember the Titans. No, not on there. <laughs> oh, no. But is he in that? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Oh, I yeah. that. <laughs> for me. For a point for you. Okay. And then there's that movie, Standing on the Table Screaming with a Gun. Okay. <laughs> and his name is... I have no idea what you're talking about. John Q. That is a Denzel Washington movie, but it's not on this list, unfortunately. <laughs> it should hey, be. Hey, you're doing all right just because you're naming the movies. <laughs> What about the Equalizer? No, that's not on there either. <gasps> oh no! Ooh. All right, you got one more guess, girl. I'm fretting. <laughs> oh my lantern! <laughs> She's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I can see the hamster running. <laughs> oh my goodness. TJ, is there anything that's on your mind? Any movies you can think of? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Okay. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I'll just say Equalizer 2. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the four on here were Fences. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, I would have said that one. Training Day. Nope. Uh, nope. No. Malcolm X. Nope. <laughs> and The Book of Eli. Uh, that's the other one that I was oh, thinking. Oh, I could so see that. I would have got two. You could see how I could. I've oh, yeah, you did do it. Hey, you did do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Dean's go this time. All right. We're going to give you Dwayne. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking, Johnson? Oh. Okay. Um, 
Uh, is Jumanji on there? Jumanji is on there. Good. Um, we're still here. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, he jumped it's on not that. a Spider-Man, I'm the one blanking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bad thing about him is he has a million movies. That's true. There's a lot to choose from. I could have definitely named some movies. Oh, there's no need to brag. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, don't brag. Um, oh, God. I'm just, what's he done? I'm sure there's really what obvious... What hasn't he done? I'm sure there's really obvious ones <laughs> I'm just not thinking of. Um, he came out with four in the past 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them grossed over a million. <laughs> oh, he was... Okay. He's in, um... He's in the, uh... Fast and Furious movies, so I'll take a punt. You can't pick all eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I'll take. I'll take Fast Five. Is that there? It's not on there. Wow. <sighs> totally. I definitely want to guess that too. This is tough. I mean, are you? Are, do you have movies in mind that you just don't want to pick because you don't think they'll be there, or you just don't have any movies in mind? Oh, okay, I'll t- okay. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. The only three I can actually think of with him on it, you know, Skyscraper, Rampage, and Welcome to the Jungle. And I just feel like, I feel like they're unlikely. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome. Is that, I think that's called The Rundown? No, no. Is, it, is that called The Rundown in America? Is I, it? I think it's a different title. Oh, the, the Rundown with Sean William Scott? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not on there. Okay. All right, two more, Dean. Come on. Two more. No, I've got one more guess. Do you have one more? Yeah, one more. Oh, yeah, one more. I mean, for me, there am, is... Am there, I missing yeah, something for me, super for me, there obvious there is a here. glaringly obvious one <sighs> that, Would it, uh, you know, I'll make fun of you after you get it wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go... I'll go Skyscraper. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're wrong. No. Yeah, you're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> All right, what's that? There's Scorpion King, for sure. Uh, see, I would have That's said Scorpion TJ King said. too. It's not on what? there. Either. You are gonna trip out. Okay. I, I named like six movies, and none of them, none of the ones okay. I named were on there. Moana. Oh, oh, horse. Yeah. Yep. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, I was <laughs> never going to get that. <laughs> and Journey 2. Oh, I did those. Yeah, the Journey movies, the kids' films. Oh, yeah, I the, haven't seen the, them. The sequel to the. Yeah. Wow, that was. Yeah, that was hard. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, TJ, you're up. And we've, got, right. a, we've got another actor here for you, and that is Gary Oldman. Woo. Okay. Gary Oldman. So we're gonna go with the Darkest Hour. That's right. Yep. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Very good. The Dark Knight. Wow, three for three, nailing it. And this is where it gets tough. To where I'm trying to remember what else Gary Oldman's in. <sighs> I'm blanking. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks when that happens. <laughs> Are you thinking one at all? Yeah, I want to oh, scream no, don't, it don't at you. Oh, no, don't scream it. Hold on. Don't scream it. He knows that well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Like, you got nothing? Shh. <laughs> Let me concentrate. Oh, I was really asking. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, hold on. Air Force One. That's actually a good guess. It's Ooh. not right, though. <laughs> Forgot he was in that. Yeah, uh, I didn't even think of that. It's uh, Dracula. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Oh, that was, good. That was a tough one to get that last yeah, one. Yeah, that last one. But yeah, yeah. good. good you good nailed first the three. first three. My inner nerd was like, Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good pull. <laughs> that would have been my only guess. <laughs> 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 All 
Okay, we're into the last one here, and this is a collaboration one. So, what have you got for us, guys? All right, we're gonna go with Owen Wilson. Okay, um, my my first. Surely, surely, I'm thinking of Wedding Crashers first off. That's my first. As soon as I hear his name, I think that I know. You're probably thinking of Royal Tenenbaums. No, okay. I was gonna say meet the parents. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, he's not known for that. What about he's, in um, it. he's not known for it. What else is he in? Drill bit Taylor. No, what do you stop naming like? Name <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm ready to rattle off Royal Tenenbaums and um, what did I say? Wedding Crashes. Yeah, right. We'll, right. we'll go for those two. We'll go those two first. Two guesses? Yeah. Okay, both of, both of those are right. All right, cool. Yes, what I'm team. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, what else has he done have, with Wes and, Anderson? Yeah, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. He did Bottle Rocket as well, but they, that's, not well, that's not a well-known movie, to say the least. He did Marley and Me. More. That was pretty popular. That was popular. Can we get that one? Yeah, we'll go Marley and me. It's not oh, on there. It should be, though. I've never cried harder. <laughs> I did actually cry in yeah. that film. Except the notebook. Yeah, no, not the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you have no soul. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not in know. Paris, I think. Oh, yeah, that... That's big. A, a lot of critical acclaim. Oh, why, don't we just, why don't we just hang on to that one for a second? Just because you don't like Woody Allen. <laughs> just because you shoot your mouth off and we didn't answer. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Is there serenity? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's my life. That's what I live by. <laughs> this is y'all's last one, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you think of anything else that oh, he's well known for? Did Drillbit Taylor have a sequel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Should have, should have, no. <laughs> yeah, did, did he do any voice animation like The Rock? Uh, you'd think so, with that voice, but uh, I can't uh, think of any. I'm happy to go Midnight in and Paris. That I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, we'll go Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Yeah, you got that one. Nice. Yes. All right, what was the last right, one? The, the last one was Bottle Rocket. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, fair enough. Never yeah. even heard of it. Haven't you? It it's isn't. Wes Anderson's first film with Luke and Owen Wilson in it. God. Yeah, it was like 1996. Yeah, really early. Very early. Yeah. Okay, so was that three? We got three then. Yeah, so we're up to seven. Jeez, what are we at? Three? Three. So you got to get all four here. We have to get all these. Come on, girl. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I think this one might be <laughs> a tad easier for you guys than the last two. We've gone with Amy Adams. Ooh, okay. Hold on. All right. You thinking? Well, let's just kind of run through it. So, American Hustle. Is, is that the final answer? <laughs> That's all I got. So I'm thinking probably that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enchanted. Enchanted. And then I don't want to say Man of Steel, but it might be there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it grossed like 700 million. Okay, okay. so. Let's... Is there an older movie she's in? Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean, a well-known one. All right, we're going to go first guess, American Hustle. Very good. Yep, one that's point. it. All right, second guess, Enchanted. Very good. Well done. Yay. Okay, so now is where we start getting a little tricky. Okay, a third one is Arrival. Very good. Yep. Three for three. Yes. All right, here we go. Fourth one, I'm... I'm, I'm it's I'm seeping cheer- out of I'm my pores right now. I'm just cheering you on over here. <laughs> you got it, babe. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Oh, okay. Feel free in. to consult with me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Building Legos over yeah, there? Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, wish. Yeah. You just want to go Man of Steel? Yeah. All right, Man of Steel. No, no. unfortunately not. Oh! It was actually Doubt. 
Uh, I don't even know what doubt is. Do you know doubt what has Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Amy Adams. It's about um religious stuff. Yeah, oh, religious nuns, yeah, priests, remember, all that stuff. Yeah, I remember Hoffman being it. Dang. Oh man, so close. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> okay, that was yeah, that was really close. You you got you nearly got there. What what, what was the final score? Seven to six. Seven to six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seven to six. Okay, why don't we get into this week's movie draft? And we asked you guys what you would like the theme to be, so why don't you tell us what that one is? So I know a couple episodes ago that y'all answered a question uh, based on what kind of movies inspired you as a kid, and I heard Dan, I believe, just start rattling off Disney movies yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> so so we're going to go with live action Disney films. So okay. no animation. No. Nah. We did include a couple of CGI crossovers. Yeah, that's and fine. And we, we also uh, discussed before this, no Marvel or Star Wars either. Yes. Yeah, that would open up a yeah, big, that'd, yeah, piggy bank. It would just be all Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <true>. yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> okay. And we asked you guys who you would like to go first out of uh, you or us. And you chose us, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And who have you chosen to go first out of us two? Uh, we'll give it to Dean. Dean. Everyone Why loves you, Dean. pick me first? <laughs> 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 I'm not you a lot of faith Drop here, guys. <laughs> Waiting for the drop in the ball. <laughs> All right, kick it off, Dean. What's our first pick? All right, I'm going to take uh, a slightly more modern uh, live-action Disney movie. I'm going to go with the first Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearls. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. It's on the list. Maybe not in the position you put it. It's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going first out of use? Uh, you want to go first or me? I'll go first. All right, what do you got? Uh, okay, my number one <laughs> is Santa Claus. Oh, my God! <laughs> Well, you don't like that one, PJ. <laughs> Did you say Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's a good choice. I will happily uh, let you guys have def- that one. Definitely on my short list. <laughs> that's like a that's like a third or fourth round steal. Come on, girl. <laughs> I this I, I love that Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, All right, TJ, back that up. What's your what's your pick gonna be? Ooh, okay, this is super tough, but there's some films that I want to get back around to me. So, uh, I'm going with the first Mighty Ducks. That is a good pick. Solid choice. Okay, okay. What to pick? What to pick? I'm going to take a film that I watched a fair amount in my youth. I'm going to take Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good choice. What just smoking, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that film. All right, Dean, what's your second pick? Uh, I'm Third gonna pick for the team. I'm gonna go with a movie I watched countless times as a kid as well. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Nice, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Okay, we're back around to Serenity. What's your next pick? Okay, I'll try not to disappoint this round. No, please disappoint. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I am picking Tron. Tron, nice. Yep, very good. Nice, good pick. That's a good one. Okay, okay. we all agree. We're good with okay. Yep. <laughs> no, no Santa Claus on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Shall should we should we stipulate? Is it the the new the newer one or the older one? What do you got? It was the newer one on Tron, Tron Legacy. Tron yeah. Legacy. Okay. Legacy. Yep. yep. No worries. All right, TJ. All right, I am gonna go with goodness. Okay, so what's okay? So we've got we've got pirates, Santa Claus, Cool Runnings, Mighty Ducks. Tron, 
Have I missed anything else? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, Honey, I shrunk, shrunk the kids. kids. Yeah, that's way down at 50, I think. Okay. Oh, um, six firm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. That's a good pick. Yeah, that was on my list here. Okay, my my pick. I don't I don't know. This one's tough. It is. It is. This is a tough list because it's I think it's heavy on the top and then it kind of It does. Down. It really mm. dips quickly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being heavy on the top. <laughs> 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 All right. Inappropriate, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to take the, the the latest Jungle Book, the CGI half film. That's good for. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and it's our last pick here, and we'll have a conversation about this one. Dean, help me out. Help you out. All right. Okay. I think... <laughs> you give me a recommendation, and I'll probably just sign off on it. Okay. I would recommend to the team that we would pick... Can I... Actually, I just thought of one. I don't, I'm actually not too sure if it's Dizzy. What about the, the Lindsay Lohan parent trap? Is that Disney? I don't know. Do you guys know if it, that it's, one's it's Disney? Disney? It is Disney? Yeah, it's it Disney. Is. What do you think about that one? Are you only saying that because you haven't seen the other ones? <laughs> you've, got a, you've got like a list of a couple here and I haven't seen them, so I can't um, bank on them. No, Parent no don't pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm, I'm happy with Parent Trap. Okay, we'll take Parent Trap for our number five. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, and so, I guess you got yeah you got one left? Is that it? Yeah, your last, yeah, yeah, your last one. Collaboration. Yeah, which is a collaboration. So we've got... Titans, Legacy, Ducks, and Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's go with... Okay, we've got, got some good choices here. Who's our last one? Yeah, it's our I last one. I heard the Santa Claus 2 is pretty good. No. <laughs> That's her favorite one. Don't say no, that. No, <laughs> I like that one too. I like the third one even more. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take uh, both Mighty Ducks, but the second one is so good. <laughs> See, I, I didn't grow up on Mighty Ducks, so I wouldn't put those. Oh, we got, we got Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, Homeward Bound, Homeward Bound's a good pull, too. That'll make you cry. Yeah. But I love the Lone Ranger. Yeah, Serene's like, Lone Ranger, come on, Lone I'm Ranger. I'm like circling <laughs> it and pointing at it. Let's, uh, yeah, so we're just going to go with Homeward Bound. That's a good pick. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, a, that is a really good pick. Cool. Okay. So, just to recap for our drafts, our team is Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Cool Runnings, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Jungle Book, and The Parent Trap. And your team is The Santa Claus, uh, The Mighty Ducks, Tron Legacy, Remember the Titans, and Homeward Bound. It so, should be good. Yep. Yeah, that's so a, we'll, that's a good battle. It is. It's going to be a good one, I reckon. We'll post up a Twitter poll about 24 hours after we release the episode for everyone out there to go ahead and vote on who you think has the best team. So that's that's going to do it uh, for this portion of the podcast. Thank you guys very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. It's been a blast. So yeah, thank fun. you all for having us. Yeah, we, thank you for inviting yeah. us on. That's you're okay. awesome. Uh, you are always in my ear, like, every single week. Whoa. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> How can everyone get to you guys? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, MWTM Podcast. I usually hit up everybody that talks to us. Uh, all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Spreaker. Just got on Spotify. Nice. Uh, nice. iTunes. And uh, yeah, 
That's it. Excellent. And awesome. just, just, a, just a last question here before we go that we're going to be asking all our guests from now on. How many movies off the top 250 list have you guys seen? All right. I'll answer first just because I'm more ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we went through it and I am at 65. 65. Yeah, and somehow Serenity is at 66. Somewhere down the road, she has watched Goodfellas without me. I was like 10. Hold on. Have you not seen Goodfellas? <laughs> I have not seen Goodfellas. Oh! I, y'all, would, y'all would go crazy. Okay, just let me ramble off five, five off the top of my head. Okay. We've never seen Die Hard. We've never seen The Thing. We've never seen Alien. We've never seen... I've never seen Braveheart. She's never seen Braveheart. Oh. We have never watched a single Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, never watched The Godfather. You know, I, can't, I actually kind of <laughs> envy you guys. I wish I could watch all those great yeah. movies for the first time. And I think that's what's good <laughs> yeah. for your podcast as well, because you can actually go and do a podcast on these films for the first time, yeah, which would be great. Your takes would be yeah. so fresh. Yeah, that, that's kind of the point of all this. We just uh, we love movies, and we've always wanted to catch up on all the classics that we've missed. So mm. Fantastic. That's, yeah. We're, we're trying to get through them all. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, once again, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for yeah, having us. Yeah, definitely. All yeah, right. It's been fun. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. So we're going to take a short break here again, give you a promo from the Film Inquiry podcast, and we'll be back on the other side of it with what else we've been watching this week. The Film Inquiry Podcast Network has taken the talented writers from FilmInquiry.com and given them a new outlet to express their unique and informed opinions. The network has three shows that cover an array of topics. Filmography Inquiry discusses the entire works of your favorite directors or actors, giving each film a thorough examination. Junk About Movies takes new releases and puts a spin on them, creating fun brackets, rankings, trivia contests, and more. Finally, Planet Smollywood covers all the indies you need to know about. So subscribe to the Film Inquiry podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Film Inquiry Pod and visit FilmInquiry.com for the best movie coverage around. And just to let everyone know, as usual, this section will be spoiler-free, so we won't be spoiling the movies we're about to talk about. All right, Dean, how many movies have you watched in this last week? This last week, I have watched six movies. Six movies? What about you? I only watched four this week. Yeah, well, to be honest, I probably wish I only watched four. Three even, looking at I my did, list. <laughs> I, I wish I watched two. I watched some stinkers this week. <laughs> I know, I saw your letterbox. I could count the amount of stars on one hand for the total week. Thankfully, it was reinvigorated last night. I actually watched uh, two of the top three movies on my list last night. So, yeah, I'm looking forward hmm. to getting into them. Very good. Well, why don't we kick it off, Dean? What's your number six film for the week? Well, not really surprisingly this week. My worst movie I watched was a movie that you got me to watch. Why is that surprising? I gave you a five-star film recently, my friend. You're going to hold that over me for God knows how long. You know how many movies... The quality of movies you've given me of late have been pretty terrible. These are movies I have not seen before, so how the hell am I supposed to know? I mean, you would have some idea. You'd do some reading on them. No. All right, the movie we're talking about is Why Don't You Play in Hell? It's a very clunky title. Is it? I think just so. Just asking a simple question. Oh, it's just, it doesn't even have a question mark in the title. Maybe it does. I just haven't written it in my notes. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> does it actually? It has a question mark in the title. This movie is so incredibly boring. And it's from the same director who did Cold Fish. I don't remember his name, but it's the same guy. And it's so long. It's like two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. And it is so boring. And there's nothing wrong with the cinematography either. Like, it actually looks pretty decent. which is a reason I got one star and not half a star. 
Okay. okay. It is cartoonishly bad. The violence in it, it's like, you know, in Kill Bill, the yeah. violence is very over the top and stylized. Yeah, right? like gushing. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like that for two and a half hours and doesn't let up. And it's really, it just, it gets on your nerves. Like, you get so desensitized to it. Like, the whole, like, oh, wow, you know, oh, that's cool. Or, gee, that looks like a great shot. You lose all that because it's just nonstop ridiculous violence and it's about this kid who's like filming he's trying to make a film of sorts and he's like this visionary like teenage director and he's running around these hardcore gangsters who just let him film their lives of brutality it makes no sense i could not give a shit about any of these characters they don't behave at all like real people would like Real gangsters don't let teenagers follow them around and film them and think it's funny and go from there. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And at the end of the day, I just couldn't get past that. I did not like it at all, and I don't recommend it. Is it better than The Wailing? No, it's worse than The Wailing. Okay, all right. I would watch The Wailing again over this one for sure. Yeah, all right, fair enough. But neither, <laughs> yeah, neither. obviously. They're really bad, man. Okay, well, I'll just I'll just skip them then. Why don't we continue with you then, Dean? What's your number five film for the week? Uh, my number five film, I also gave one star to, but I'm not as upset with it. It's called Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I almost watched this as well. This Did week, you really? Nearly. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad. Like, it's really bad. I watched it, obviously, with my three kids. They enjoyed it. It's really, really childish and dumb humour targeted at five-year-olds and three-year-olds like my three-year-old Zara was laughing her ass off at it (laughs) because the funniest thing in the world to a three-year-old are fart jokes and this thing has three separate fart jokes in the first half an hour I was like come on it's like oh I just it's (laughs) it's really really terrible but But it entertained the kids though and that's what it was I know I know Like, it's just, it's a dumb kid movie that makes zero attempt whatsoever to please their adult audiences. At least it's bright and colourful. I don't mind the animation, I guess. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just standard. Yep, fair enough. So, yeah, one star because the kids enjoyed it. Cool. All right, let's go to you now, Hendo. What is your number four film for the week? My number four film for the week is Fahrenheit 451. Now, let me get a plot summary up here, because bugger if I know what this movie was about. So, in a terrifying, carefree future, a young man, Guy Montag, whose job as a fireman is to burn all books, questions his actions after meeting a young woman, and begins to rebel against society. Now, does that sound a little bit like Equilibrium to you? To be honest, it's been like 15 years since I saw Equilibrium, but sure, go for it. Either way, what the hell was this film that I watched? I mean, Michael B. Jordan... Michael Shannon, like, yeah, great, sign me up great already. Talent there. But apparently that isn't enough because you also need a coherent script with some likable characters too, at least. Because this film was so confusing and dumb and boring and stupid. I'm telling you, I had no idea what was going on throughout the film. Like, Kira and I were sitting there looking at each other like, do you know what's going on? Like, no, I have no clue what is happening. Apparently, it's based off a book or something. I thought you were going to say true story. No, no. This is set in some <laughs> stupid future where, like, these firemen people are, like, treated as almost gods. And every time they go and burn all these books, because these books are, are the reason why they're having so many wars and that, because it's giving everyone their own individual thoughts and stuff like that, they 
they have this these cameras filming them all the time, and all these image, all these video clips are plastered all over these skyscrapers around town. Like their mugs are all over these humongous tall buildings. Like half the time, the the camera angles and that they don't even make any sense. Like how would you get that angle from where they are? Like, like that was my little nitpick of it. Like these, it doesn't even make any sense. Maybe what's they happening. have futuristic like um like hovering cameras. You thought about it more than I have already, my friend, because this movie. Well, just... maybe that's why you didn't like it. Maybe it's more of the thinking man's film. Yeah, what are you go? What are you more... go watch it then? What are you go watch it then? If it's such a thinking man's film. Well, I haven't seen. It. I'm just going off what you've said. I reckon you should go watch it. No. <laughs> no, no, you really shouldn't. The cause... fact that you like Fifty Shades Freed more than this film uh, makes me not want to see it. At least with Fifty Shades Freed, I understood what was going on. This film. Fair enough. I. Could not, like, I was serious about to turn it off. Like, Kira wanted to turn it off, and I'm like, let's just, let's just see if, if something actually happens. No, nothing happened in this film. The ending was terrible. The characters are unlikable. I just didn't get it. It was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. Okay. All right, we did get a couple of reviews here from you guys on Twitter. One's from Melissa at the Brook Reading Podcast. Said, I can't wait to tackle that book on Brook Reading. Nice pick. I've never seen the movie. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Another one from Lisa C said, I liked how director Raman Baharani created the world depicted in the movie. The lack of character development left me unable to connect with the main characters, though. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon both felt underused. I completely agree. Another one from Films on Trial said, I loved the book, but haven't had a chance to check this one out yet. Very optimistic, especially with Shannon and Jordan involved. And another one here from Aliani Silvermist said, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. I thought Michael B. Jordan was great, but I really didn't get the creepy dystopian feeling that I did from the book. See, everyone's saying it's about this book. It's It's sounds like you're in the massive minority here. You're you're saying like it's one of the worst movies you've ever seen. These people aren't hanging shit on it. I didn't say anything about worst movie you've ever seen. I said it was boring and dumb and stupid and terrible. I didn't say you said worst movie you've ever seen. I'm saying it sounds like the way you're talking that it's one of the worst movies you've ever seen. No, but thanks for the reviews anyway there, everyone. All right, Dean, what's your number four film for the week? All right, my number four film is called Billionaire Boys Club. Billionaire Boys Club is about a group of extremely wealthy young men in Los Angeles. Not boys? It's Billionaire Boys Club. (laughs) It is Billionaire Boys Club, but I don't want you to think they're school kids or anything. Like, these are, you know, probably late 20-year-old actors playing these people. Not the first time that's happened. Anyway, group of wealthy... All right, group of wealthy young boys. Very good, that's better. Yeah, why am I not surprised you prefer that? In well, Los it has Ange- Kevin Spacey in it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Too soon, too soon? Probably his last ever film. <laughs> um, in the early 1980s, and they establish a get-rich-quick scam that turns deadly. Ooh. Ooh. So it stars Ansel Elgore, Taron Egerton, Christopher Plummer, and Emma <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's it. No, no more Kevin Spacey. Okay, We're yeah, done. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay. Firstly, despite this pretty decent cast, the acting is actually really, really bad. Ansel Elgore and Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton especially was very, very poor in this. Kevin Spacey. But he's one of your up and coming stars. They, they both are, aren't they? Yeah, but Taron Egerton. He's one of one of your. Go to under thirty Hollywood yeah, guys. We'll, we'll come back to that yeah. list later. Don't you worry. <laughs> but Kevin Spacey is doing his sort of normal, over the top, wealthy man, sort of like how he was with Baby Driver. Yeah, you can see it definitely a lot of him in in this movie. Emma Roberts, who I don't actually know if I've actually seen anything else she's in. Have you? Yeah, I saw Nerve last year. Okay, I, didn't I think see that's it. the only other thing I've seen her in. Um, yeah, she's probably 
she probably gives the best performance here out of the main crew. Um, when you're in, and the problem is when you're in the company of Taron Egerton, Ansel Elgore, and fucking Kevin Spacey, that is a problem. Yeah. The story chops around shamelessly, and when it should be getting to the climax, it just falls over in a massive way. There's voiceover, which normally I love because it really puts you inside the head of a character. But here it's just it's just blatantly a really cheap way of telling the viewer what's happening. There's this weird issue with the sound cutting in and out. Okay. Like, it, I've never noticed this in a film, and it doesn't sound like it was a deliberate, you know, artistic choice. It just honestly sounds like really poor sound design, which, as I said, I've never, ever come away from a movie thinking that. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah, it's not a good film at all. It really is a poor man's Wolf of Wall Street. Even the fucking poster has, like, a bright yellow background Ugh. with the two guys in the middle. I was like, this is... Yeah, it's it's really bad. It yeah, just... Okay. It actually makes me appreciate Wolf of Wall Street even more. <laughs> yeah, so I do not recommend that for you. Okay, I won't be watching it. I not you, our, our, our beautiful oh, listeners. I thought you were talking to me. No, I'm never talking to you. Oh. Okay, let's get on to your number three movie. My number three film for the week is a documentary called The Final Year, and it's basically the final year of Barack Obama's administration, like his, his presidency. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's on Netflix at the moment, and I was just cruising through and saw it, and I'm like, oh, it goes for an hour and a half, like, why not? Um, yeah, it was a mistake, to be honest. Really? Yeah. How come? It's just, do you just, not agree with Obama's political it's views? It's got nothing to do with that. It's just his his last year as president nice and what dodge. he did. And it's got a lot of his actual his cabinet doing the documentary portion of it. And it's basically, it is a stock standard documentary. And I don't know, as an Australian, I don't really know too much about the US politics and that, but I thought, well, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see if it interests me. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually have been getting into American politics a bit of late. Care to elaborate? Well, I watched Who is America, uh, episode one and episode two, so <laughs> I really feel like I'm a, somewhat of an expert on the matter at this point. <laughs> well, the problem with this documentary is that it wasn't interesting at all, and I know I should have expected that because I don't have any interest in this particular yeah, subject. okay. So it doesn't really but, sound like it was a poor documentary. It just sounds like it wasn't for you. Oh, it wasn't offensive or anything. It was fine. It was just, it wasn't interesting. I was bored. I just didn't care. And I guess the most interesting part of the whole thing was to see all their reactions to when Trump was being elected. But to me, it sort of felt like their reactions were kind of being played to the camera as well for a bit more emotion and in the end felt a, a bit over the top. So, you know, maybe if you're into the politics, this might be something to check out, but if you're not like me, then you probably won't find anything here for you. Wow, hot take, Hendo. If you hear that, everyone, if you're not into politics, don't watch a full-length documentary about American politics. Who would have thought? Here at the IMDb Journey, we dish out the hottest of hot takes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, my next film is also a documentary. Oh, okay. It is Robin Williams' Come Inside My Mind. Spelt C-O-M-E, for those wondering. So this Robin Williams documentary uh, pretty much chronicles uh, Robin Williams' sort of rise to fame and then demise into depression and alcoholism later on in his life. Now, growing up as a 90s kid, I was heavily influenced by the likes of Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm, of course. Flubber, even. Flubber, another gem. Wow. You've seen Flubber, haven't you? Yeah, I probably would have said Jack. <laughs> Jack, see, that's another <laughs> yeah. great one. Hook. Oh, oh my of God. Course, Hook. Of course. How do we not say Hook? 
so I was I was actually very interested in the topic here and seeing where he started because I'd never I've, I'll say it now I've never ever seen an episode of Mork or Mork and Mindy Mork or Mindy what is it Mork and Mindy <laughs> Mork and Mindy yeah I've never seen an episode of that I know nothing about it so seeing the start of this documentary sort of go through a bit of that was pretty interesting for me there's a lot of interviews with his various friends and wives and even the children and the likes of Billy Crystal Steve Martin Eric Idle Eric Idle thank you yeah mm-hmm. and seeing them talk about it like I didn't realise how firstly I didn't realise how much of a massive uh, partier Robin Williams mm. was so that was good to see and also also seeing you know his his wife talk about how and not just his wife but his friends as well how once he got off the stage once he wasn't performing he just almost shut right down into himself yeah and it sort of makes you appreciate the humour more, seeing that it does actually take its toll on him. I found it... Oh, I think the biggest issue I had with it is I didn't laugh out loud at all. Okay. And I was watching this and the missus and her friend were in the kitchen and they sort of came out after an hour and they're like, why aren't you laughing? Like, this is Rob Williams' stand-up comedy, you know, best bits of movies and stuff. And I don't know, it just wasn't... It wasn't laugh out loud funny, maybe because, you know, we all know it, it ends in his unfortunate suicide, but I just felt like I should have been laughing at points, and I wasn't. Okay. Um, it also felt a little long for me, but I don't know, I wasn't really ever bored, but I did notice its length. So, yeah, that's my number three movie. Okay, that's fair enough. My number two film for the week is Tully. And for anyone who doesn't know what Tully is about, it's about a mother of three, Marlo, played by Charlize Theron, who gets a night nanny to help her take care of the baby while she can, you know, rest up and the two form a bond and that's that's basically the plot of the movie there. And it's it's really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's very real to life. Like it's there is scenes in the movie that you will say, Yeah, I know what I know what you're going through there. It's there's this there's this great montage after the baby's born of just the repetition of getting up in the middle of the night and feeding and changing and repeat and repeat while the yeah I, I remember while, that. listen while the father is just sleeping because he's got to go to work so he's just constantly asleep. This the father's played by Ron Livingston as well and he does a really good job portraying the, the fa- guy from Office Space. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he does a really What's good he job doing these days. He's being a father in Tully. Huh. I think Charlie Theron's performance is fantastic in this film. Apparently she put on like fifty pounds or something to yeah, to play this really role. She really gets into these roles. Oh yeah, she? yeah. She she plays it so well. There are some some sort of dream themes as well that you don't, I know you don't like. Like there is a recurring dream where she's seeing a mermaid swim in the water. Merman. No. <laughs> Merman. Yeah, there is this incident that happens as well that I won't get into, but. From what I was reading afterwards, people were saying like they they didn't expect this incident or anything like that to happen. But I got to tell you, I I thought it was very telegraphed. Like like I watched it with my wife, and when I got there was a certain scene involving a um, waitress's uniform. For everyone out there who's seen it, they they know what that part is about. And I think that's the point where I started going, hmm, okay, okay, what's happening here? Maybe it's got something to do with this. And what I started to think about turned out to be true. But before it even came to fruition, it felt highly telegraphed after that. And from reading other people's reviews saying they never expected it and they never saw any of the stuff coming, I don't understand that because, I don't know, I just, I, I thought it was so blatantly obvious. So, wow. when you see the movie, you'll know what you I'm talking hero. about. I'm trying Look not to spoil you. it. I'm trying not to spoil it. 
But I was Mr. shocked. Mr. Big Shot over here, like, oh, I saw it coming. I can't believe that everyone else didn't. But it wasn't like that when I finished. I was like, okay, that was... I just thought it was the way they showed it from there. It was supposed to be like that. When you see it, you'll understand. I think you'll understand. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Uh, but otherwise, like, I'm not saying that there was a, that was a bad point of it. That's not a negative. Like, it had nothing it's to do... It's not a negative that you could see it coming a mile away. No, because I thought it was supposed to be like that. It was only afterwards when I see people saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I was like, okay. I thought I, I thought it was very obvious. Because you're a genius. Thank you for acknowledging that. That soundbite is getting cut <laughs> and pasted into every single episode now. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, really, really great film, and uh, everyone should definitely go and check it out. We have got a couple of reviews here for Tully. One is from Billy and Topher at the We Watch the Thing podcast. Tully is definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year. It's so well constructed and acted, and the twist is a genuinely shocking moment that in retrospect made the entire movie better. Another one from the Movie Geek and Proud podcast. Charlie Theron is pure magic in this movie. Interesting from beginning to end. Very entertaining, and it is in my top ten of the year so far. And another one from the Casual Cinecast. The last act of the movie really made it for me. Charlize Theron is great, and this is Cody's best script, in my opinion. So thanks for your reviews, everyone. All right, my number two film for the week is Small Town Crime. Yeah, Small Town Crime. Small Town Crime. Just want to take this moment to thank <laughs> the Countdown <laughs> Movie Podcast for recommending me this film. Oh, man. No, okay. They're nothing to do with me at all. No, no. Okay. So, Small Town Crime, it's this really, really good movie about an ex-cop played by John Hawks who's trying to get back in the business of being a cop. He comes across the body of a dead girl, and don't worry, that happens in, like, the first five minutes, and he gets involved in this mystery and tries to track down, you know, why she died, who who killed her, etc., etc. Now, John Hawks really shines here. He suits the rundown alcoholic so perfectly, it's almost a worry. <laughs> Anthony Anderson's in this movie as well, and he's really, really good. Like, I don't know if he's lost a heap of weight, but he looks really different in this I think this he film. has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Octavia Spencer is also in it, and she also produced the film. She's always the same. She's, I don't think, I've, I don't, I've never seen her put in a bad performance. So she's quite, quite entertaining. It is a small story, which is great here. The way the story unfolds here feels really plausible for the most part, despite some out of place, massive Hollywood scenes towards the end. There are really great character arcs though, and it's a really easy film to get into. Uh, highly recommended from me if you haven't seen it. So, thank you, Paul O'Mane, from the Cat Dad Movie Podcast. Definitely not my co-host, Tendo, who... Have you even seen this movie? Uh, let's move on. <laughs> so, you, you dickhead. You dickhead. <laughs> All right. We're up to our number one films of the week. What is your number one film? My number one film this week is a, another documentary that I watched. It's called Robin Williams, Come Inside My Mind. Now, I really did enjoy this documentary. I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. I think it was very joy... No. <laughs> Hold on. No, no. Don't back out. You no, think no. it was very joyful, was it? it really, did you like the last scene? It really was a joy to reminisce on the many high points of his career and to see a lot of outtakes of him just working that innovative brain of his and just churning out so much comedy gold. You said you didn't laugh in this documentary. I laughed a fair bit in all did these you? in all these outtakes that he had from all these different shows and his stand-up. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. So much yelling. Yeah, that's Robin Williams. Yeah, but that's not what I, that's not what you, I get you, from him. You, when you think of Robin Williams, you think of his movies, and that's fine. Yeah. I do too, but it was great to see him as he was doing stand-up and doing all these other 
like Mork and Mindy and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm like you. I have never seen a single episode of it. And just to see him just like get in there and just rattle off just random jokes. No, I didn't find that funny though. I did. I thought it was really good. I, I think it's respectfully celebrated the man's career and his life. You know, we obviously lost him too soon. Yeah, I think it's just a fantastic documentary that everyone should check out. Very good. Your number one, Dean. My number one is a movie I watched last night starring arguably the biggest young male up-and-comer under 30, Timothy Chalamet. That's right, it is. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the movie is called Hot Summer Nights. You're spending the summer with your auntie Barb. Sending me away for the summer. What a cliche. I'm on the tangent. So you're from here? Yeah. Wait. No. Okay. Okay. Ew. Hide this. You get high? This movie's about a teen played by Timothy Chalamet who winds up in over his head while dealing drugs with a rebellious partner and chasing the girl of his dreams during the summer of 1991 that he spends in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Now, I really, really like this film. Nice. Now, I know I knew nothing about it. I just saw the poster, didn't even recognise it as Timothy Chalamet. And I thought, all right, let's, uh, let's give it a go. And it's really, really good. Like, it feels it feels a bit like Blow. Okay, yeah. But it tries... This movie tries to be a lot of things. Like, it tries to be sort of a, a teeny romance. It tries to be hardcore violent drug movie. It tries to be like this summer beach movie. And I actually think that it encompasses all these different elements really, really cleverly. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Now, I was not a huge fan of Call Me By Your Name or his performance in it. And he was okay in Ladybird. Like yeah, there's I mean, nothing just, wrong with him. Yeah, he's just there. Yep. Yeah. He's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. I saw a much, much different side of him in this film than I've seen before. I, I said I said it on the last podcast I didn't rate him because he was so such this quiet sort of guy. He's not like that here. Like he has those elements, but he has a completely different side of him in this movie. And he was so believable as this character who just just wants to just wants to rise up. He wants to be better at every opportunity he can. He wants to take what he wants. And to see his progression throughout this summer, it, it takes place over like three months. It's it's beautifully shot. There's so much to it. I really, really think you'd enjoy it. I will definitely be watching it. Yeah. You'll you'll like it. Do you have even higher hopes now for Beautiful Boy? It's coming out at the end of the year. Is that the latest Kevin Spacey movie? <laughs> I thought we were done with this. No, never. Never, never, never. <laughs> no, I gotta say, I'm surprised that um, Arnie, Army Hammer's character in Call Me by Your Name wasn't played by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no? Anymore? Okay. Anymore? No, you, no, I'm done. I'm you done. got a new system? Right, that's gonna do it for what we've been watching this week. We'll take one more break here and give you a promo from the Invasion of the Remake podcast. And when we come back, we will give you our top five films of 2018 so far. Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. 
Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even frickin' YouTube, for the low, low price of absolutely nothing. Join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. All right, Dean, our top five films of 2018 so far. Now, we will be keeping this spoiler free as well, as we like to do. All these films we have reviewed on the podcast so far, so you do know our thoughts on them. But you don't know where they rank. Until now. Now, I'm almost positive we have some films that mirror each other's lists here. I think we have at least two each. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of crossovers. Uh, how many 2018 films have you seen this year? Oh. Or last year? I don't mind when you saw these films. <laughs> uh, I have seen 62 films so far from 2018. Nice. How about yourself? Uh, I've seen 40. 40? That Which... is probably as much as you saw last year, wasn't it? Uh, no, it's actually not, Hendo. I saw 74 movies uh, from 2017. Oh, good on you, mate. You, you did well. So, in your face. <laughs> actually, I think 40 films for me at this point of the year is probably close to my highest. I think I could very well be on track here to see more 2018 films than any other year. Well, the podcast definitely has something to do with it. Oh, it helps. Yeah. It helps. I do find myself watching a lot of movies. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, that is good. All right, why don't we start it off here, Dean? What is your number five film so far for 2018? All right, my number five film is Annihilation. Okay. Now, I believe this film has received uh, kind of mixed reviews. Uh, when I did see it, I, I, I could appreciate that it would not be for everyone. It is very surreal. But at the end of the day, I think the originality of the script and the settings and the way time works, I think is just... I love originality from the director, of course, of Ex Machina, which is another fantastic film. Yeah, I agree too. Now, this one didn't quite live up to those great heights, but it's still... It's a very, very good film. Natalie Portman would be one of my favourite actresses going around. And I was really, really invested in the story. It took a little while to get going, but I feel like I should rewatch it. And on a rewatch, I think the start, the first act, I will enjoy more knowing what's coming. Yeah. I'm not, still not sure how I feel on the last, say, five minutes of the film, but I can overlook that. Okay. What is your number five? My number five film for the year is Avengers Infinity War. Ooh. Now, this movie obviously lived up to the hype for me. Going into it, I thought with so many characters they had to squeeze into this film, there wouldn't be in, there wouldn't be enough time to involve everyone. But the fact is, there wasn't really any need to create any character arcs for all these people because we've already got that from all the other films leading up to it so far. The only one I was really interested in was Thanos, and hell yeah, they gave that to this guy. This this film is the Thanos show. Like his character is all over this film, and it's fantastic. He gets great depth to him he gets complexities and and i feel like the mark of a great villain is that you can sympathize with their plight and you can understand the reasons why they're doing what they're doing like you might not agree with what they're doing but you can understand their point and that right there is thanos and that's why to me he's the best villain in the mcu by far 
The film has to divide the line sometimes between lighthearted humor and the balls of all action that it has, as well as some deep, dark storylines, and I feel it handles it pretty well overall. There were some times where it did start to dip for me, but I think overall they did do pretty well with it. So overall, yeah, it is a, an awesome film that slips into the number five spot for me. All right, let's get on to my number four is Love, Simon. Yeah, Love, Simon is this great, coming-of-age story about this young man going through a pretty terrible time in high school, trying to work out who his little mystery pen pal is, who is also a homosexual. And I feel like that this movie did it so right on so many levels. You actually really, really care for these characters. And whilst there were some corny moments throughout, I feel like the unexpected smaller moments especially between actually the relationship between him and his parents i felt were really really touching performances were all great i think nick robinson definitely a bit of a breakout role for him here he really nailed it i didn't necessarily go into this film expecting to love it but when i finished i really did so well done love simon very good very good don't take my line (laughs) all right over to you what is your number four film well, Dean, I've got to agree with you here because my number four is Annihilation. Ah. Yeah, so, my God, this movie, it was such a mind melt, wasn't it? It was. It's like visually stunning to look at at times. It had a strong blend of you know science fiction mixed with some horror. The score is this creates this eerie tension that takes place at points. And it, it's actually well-paced. I think it was... I wasn't concerned with the long runtime it had. I thought the concepts and ideas that the film brings forward is where the movie is brought to life for me. Things like cell merging and blending. Like Alex Garland uses great shots and techniques throughout to play to these themes as well. And things like, you know, two hands joining together when looking through a glass of water, for example. Or having certain shots in the shimmer feel blurry or merging, you know. There's a lot in the way of mutation and self-destruction in this film, both in body and in mind, which does up that tension and paranoia that the characters and us as the audience start to feel along the way. And even with all this going on, there is still some ambiguity left for us, and this is what makes me really enjoy this film, is that not all the questions get answered in this film. It's not spoon-fed to you. It can mean one thing to one person, and something completely different to someone else. Like you said, it's very polarizing, this film. People love it, or people hate it. Mm. We know someone who absolutely hates this film so very much. Who's that? That'll be... But I love movies like that where you can have a quality conversation with someone after the film and this film is pretty much that. And that's very rare for a film. We have a quality conversation after every film. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say it's rare. (laughs) Yeah, I just felt this film was just so ripe with some innovative ideas and views. It doesn't treat its audience like idiots and it is open up to interpretation that I found really fascinating. That's why it's my number four film. I can't believe you like this more than Infinity War. Well, I just told you why. It was the reasons I just said. Yes, and I can't believe them. All right, sir, what's your number three film for the year so far? Uh, My number three film is Deadpool 2. Okie doke. Yeah, Deadpool 2, the fantastic follow-up to the wildly funny Deadpool 1. I thought it was just Deadpool. Deadpool 1. Deadpool. Imagine if a movie came out and was actually numbered 1. Like, how... 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 Arrogant? Yes. (laughs) How arrogant are these people? They know there's going to be a second one coming. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's the thing. With Deadpool 1, they had no idea it was going to be the mega success. With Deadpool 2, they know going in that it's going to be a massive success, which sort of gives them a bit more freedom to be even more off the wall than the first one. Some of the sets are just incredible. In particular, the truck scene is quite memorable for me. The villain of Cable, I mean, Josh Brolin... Kind of nails it as a villain this year. He was really engaging. I really enjoyed seeing him. But, I mean, the star of the show is obviously Ryan Reynolds. He has fallen into this character so effortlessly now. And his natural natural charm just shines through in every shot. He suits the foul-mouthed, lovable anti-hero mm-hmm. to perfection. Which is why it's my number three film. I had a massive blast with this film. Okie doke. Very well. What's your number three film? My number three film for the year so far is Faces Places. Now, this is a documentary directed by French filmmaker Agnes Varda, and it's about her and a photographer or a muralist named JR who journey through rural France and form an unlikely friendship. And like I said last time, this is a lovely, joyful film. It's very touching and human, I guess you could say. Some of these small little stories people have are fascinating to listen to, but it's not treated like an anthology or something like that because overriding this is the story of Agnes Varda and JR and the friendship they take up as they go along. And we get a real deep look into Agnes, who's now 90 and still making films and what it was like growing up and working in the French New Wave cinema and how she is now. It's actually insane how well this was made considering she's having some vision issues with her eyes now. Oh, she's having vision issues with her eyes. Yeah. It's much better than those vision issues she could have had with her ears. Well, it's much better than the vision issues from Avengers. (laughs) That's right. I thought you liked that movie. Didn't you put it in your top five? Did you? (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. Where was I? (laughs) Yeah, this issue she has with her eyes as we see the shtick with JR is that he never takes his sunglasses off and this film gives us this theme of blurred vision both in sight and in memories from all these people they meet along the way to Agnes herself and how all these pictures being taken are there to treasure those said memories. Do you reckon there's any babies being born named Agnes now? There could be. That name's really died out hasn't it? Continue. Yeah, I really love this film. It's beautiful. It's stunningly shot too. There was this great shot where they're sitting on this old desolate beach and the wind is so powerful, it's blowing the sand in a way where it looks like they're just sitting on clouds. Like, it was fantastic. The whole film, it's warm, it's touching. Cloud nine, you could say. You could say. And you did say. I did. I love this film, man. And you still haven't seen it. You loved it so much that you would not recommend it to me. I said, I will never forget your initial review of this. I've never heard you rave about a movie so much and be like, but don't watch it, you won't like it. Yeah, because you won't like it. Because you don't appreciate the cinema of France. I mean, I don't even know if I've ever seen a French movie. Amelie? Yeah, that was good. So I do appreciate it. You won't appre- Okay, why don't, you, why don't you prove me wrong then? Go and watch it. No. And I'll tell you what, you haven't even seen my number two film yet, which I have recommended to you. I don't even think you've seen your number two film. <laughs> good one. Good one. No, it's good too, you idiot. All right, let's get on to... Top two. My number two, which is... A Quiet Place. Now, A Quiet Place... (laughs) A Quiet Place is a movie that I was not interested in really at all. And considering how much I love and rewatch The Office a hundred million times, it's kind of surprising considering Krasinski's the main character. Yeah. And his missus as well. And he directed it. 
yeah, I don't know. Maybe the horror genre, the whole sort of shtick of it, I just thought, eh, this will get tired, this will get boring. And I think you didn't like it, so I no, sort of No, I left. liked it. I just didn't like it as much as you did. Didn't you give it a two and a half? I gave it a three. I know a two and a half is a, is a good film in your eyes, but it's not for me. Well, I just like more people watching more movies. So if there are some good quality two and a half movies <laughs> out there... Like skyscraper. That sentence is such a contradiction of itself. (laughs) (laughs) There's good two and a half films and there's bad two and a half films. Well, there is. Anyway, yeah, A Quiet Place. It just shocked me. From the opening scene when we first see the monsters and what they do, I just really, really loved it. I knew this film was... It was gutsy. It would go in directions I didn't expect it to go in. Krasinski gives a... Starring standout performance for him. Emily Blunt's good too. Um, I wouldn't rate her quite as highly as I would Krasinski in this film. The kids are really great as well. Everything for me just worked in this film. There was never a dull moment. It was tense and just gripping throughout. I had so much fun watching this movie. I watched it by myself one night and I just... It just... It got to me. Like, it really got to me. I was really affected by this movie to the point where I actually almost had it in my number one spot. Okay. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Cool. And I'm happy you did. I'm just disappointed that you hated it so much. <laughs> I'm not even going to retaliate. <laughs> I know I didn't hate it. I, just, I thought it was fine. Mm, we shall see. But I'm happy that you enjoyed it so much. I'm glad that you're happy. Okay. Because that, that's the beauty of cinema. <laughs> All right. Let's get to your top two, starting with your number two film, which I'm not sure I've seen. You haven't seen it. And if I do see it, I'm not sure if I'd love it more than you or love it less. And I'm sure that when you do see it, you will say thank you to someone else who you said would have recommended it to you, even though I've told you to watch it 16 times by now. That movie is Loveless. And for anyone who doesn't know what Loveless is, it's a Russian film. I don't. You do know. You do know. Russian, you say? Yes. It is a Russian film about a couple who are going through a divorce and they must team up to find their son who has disappeared during one of their bitter arguments. And this is an incredibly gritty and raw look at human emotion and how bleak situations can become. It just felt insanely real. Like the acting from both the leads is magnificent. They show every emotion you'd feel in this scenario while also trying to tackle issues that they're going through together as well. It's set in a snowy backdrop, and while that usually is grand and luscious, it's actually turned very bleak and dark in this movie. Kind of like Snowpiercer. Yeah, which intensifies the themes of this film. But what caps this film off is its ending, which I loved. I think it is obviously one of the best endings so far for the year. I I can't say anything about it, obviously, because of spoilers, but I just I loved it. I loved it so much. And I'm still so stunned that it didn't win Best Foreign Film at last year's Oscars. It is one very highly recommended by me. Number two for 2018. Very good. I might see that. All right. On to our number one films of the year so far, Dean. I think I know what it is. <laughs> I, I think everyone else knows what it is. I think everyone knows what it is. What is it, Dean? Uh, yeah. My number one film is, of course, Avengers Infinity War. There was an idea. to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. (laughs) 
I'm not sure any movie will be able to top the scope and just grandiose that this film was able to achieve. The building of 20 films culminating in this one is just extraordinary. Yeah. And as you said before, the reason it works so well, the reason that this movie is so successful and so enjoyable is that it's not... It's not an Avengers movie. It's not a movie told through the eyes of Iron Man or Spider-Man or Doctor Strange. It's it's a Thanos movie. And this character, which we have been teased for many years now, to finally see him fully fleshed out, a very realistic and gripping backstory. I'm not sure how realistic it is. He's an alien. <laughs> it's a giant purple alien. But it's so believable. And that's the thing. Like, you're watching this giant purple guy and you just you feel for him. Like... When he has to make these tough, tough decisions throughout, it just, like, as you say, to find yourself empathising and almost sympathising with the greatest villain that we've seen in the MCU is just, it's an amazing accomplishment. And it's so clever what they did. I absolutely love it. I saw it twice at the movies and I haven't seen a movie more than once at the cinemas for a long time now. I love almost everything about this movie. I'm so excited to see it for a third time and I'm so excited to see what happens in the next one. Like, all I want to do is watch the next one and I hope that Captain Marvel is able to combat that in a way that Ant-Man and the Wasp was not. Yeah. So, So, I am really looking forward to seeing what happens from there. So that is my number one film of 2018 to date. What is your number one film? My number one film for the year so far is the ever-lovable Paddington 2. Mr. Gruber! Oh, what's this? Ah, this is London. It's wonderful. Aunt Lucy always dreamed of coming to London. If she saw this, it would be like she were finally here. Aunt Lucy! Oh, Paddington... Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, I guess you could go that way. Yeah. I did go that way, and I have gone that way. I bet you have. Anyway, um, <laughs> had, to <think> <laughs> yeah, had to think about that for a second. So for starters, I adored the first Paddington. I thought it was sweet. It was warm-hearted, and it was great for kids and adults alike. Paddington Two was even better than that. We get our lovable Paddington back again. Didn't you just feel like it was just much of the same? Only better. Those two words, focus on those. Much. Only better. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we just have Paddington back again showing everyone how... Back again. That's right. We just have this bear (laughs) back again (laughs) doing his same usual cheery thing. Haven't we grown tired of seeing Can I talk? So anyway, we have Paddington back showing... Don't so anyway, me. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. So anyway, we've got Paddington back again showing everyone how amazing and simple it is just to be nice and care for one another and doing his very best to earn this money to buy a gift for his aunt. I mean, that's the, that's the plot. Now that's, you're just telling the plot. That was it. Uh, it took me a couple of words, unlike you who tries to rattle off a paragraph. I just have more respect for film than you do, I the think. The film is laugh out loud funny at points. I had the biggest grin on my face the entire time from... Paddington turning hardened criminals into marmalade-loving softies. Because that's believable. As believable as a giant purple alien coming to destroy the world. Could happen. You've got some excellent, excellent rebuttals here. <laughs> You're on fire tonight with your <laughs> arguments. You. Thank you. And Hugh Grant as well, like, nailing this performance as this delusional washed-up actor, doing whatever he has to do to get back into the game, as he probably has done in real life recently. 
<laughs> and an ending that got me deep in the feels. I mean, I mean, I just adored this film. I loved it. I sat there and watched it with my kids, and they loved it too. It's just a genuine, warm, lovable film that I could watch countless times and not get sick of it. Number one film for the year so far. Okay, let's see if it will last to the end of your list. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we go there. Okay, we've had a look at our top five. Why don't we have a quick look at our six to ten? All right, my six to ten would be number six, Black Panther. Number seven, Paddington 2. It's not that bad. That's right. (laughs) Number eight, Hot Summer Nights. Number nine, You Were Never Really Here. And rounding out the top ten currently is Small Town Crime. He's a very good top ten list, if I do say so myself. Thank you. My number six so far is Unsane. My number seven is a movie in your top five, Love, Simon. Number eight is a movie we talked about earlier, the documentary Robin Williams Come Inside My Mind. Number nine is Deadpool 2. And number ten is Blockers. Fair enough. It's it's a good list. Not as good as mine, but it's still a good list. <laughs> and if you're interested in seeing our complete list of 2018 films so far, from best to worst, we have them available on our letterbox pages, where we keep our movie diaries constantly up to date, have many other lists, and drop quick reviews as well. I'm at letterbox.com slash hendo, and Dean is at letterbox.com slash dino underscore j88, as well as the podcast page at letterbox.com slash imdbjourney. Just check the show notes for easy links to everything. All right, much like we did in our top 10 films of 2017, at the end we had a look at what other films we're interested in seeing coming up. It's going to be a bit uh, different now that we've got half a year on us and we know what to expect a little bit as well. Any films you're interested in seeing coming up or any films you've missed so far that you would like to check out? I was already pumped to see Fallout, the next Mission Impossible, Mm -hmm. but honestly, after seeing these ridiculously glowing critical reviews of it, I am just so amped up for this movie. It's not funny right now. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm really hanging to see this film. Yeah, these glowing reviews it's been getting, it's just got me even more excited, so I can't wait for it to come out. A film that I need to go back and see is Hereditary. It's a film that is definitely on my miss list so far that I really need to check out. Another one I want to see later on in the year, which I believe has just come out recently, is Eighth Grade. Yep, I'm keen for that one too. Uh, I really want to see First Reformed as well. That's just been out for a little while, and I will get to that eventually. Yeah, I also want to see Upgrade. I've heard some mm. really, really positive reviews for Upgrade, starring Logan Marshall Green, the wannabe Tom Hardy. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that one as well. Uh, a film that I am very interested to see, uh, as it was recommended by J.D. Duran over the In Session Film Podcast, is Hearts Beat Loud. Really, really interested in seeing that. Yeah, and just finally for me, there's a movie about a shark I want to see called the meg for some reason <laughs> i i wouldn't mind seeing that as well just to see how ridiculous it is yeah, i saw a trailer for it on the big screen when i saw skyscraper and holy shit it looks it looks pretty impressive <laughs> i am keen to see won't you be my neighbor i've heard so much good stuff about that i don't that. know i've heard good stuff too but i saw a trailer for it, it just looks you really know how bad trailers can be though in, in in representing films though don't take a trailer to heart yeah, fair enough. And just to rattle off a couple of extra ones, I really want to see Sorry to Bother You. I can't wait to see Black Klansman. Well, in terms of this week, I'm definitely going to be watching The Rider and Foxtrot. I'm just going to keep saying Foxtrot every week. <laughs> Apparently, I can't get to watching it. It's ridiculous. I am interested in seeing Sweet Country. You said it was a good film, so I'm very interested in that. And I mean, there's just there's there's so many films coming yeah, out that I'm that's really... That's the thing. Yeah. Like, we have not Under named. the Silver Lake, I'm really interested to see as well. Like, 
I'll just keep it at that. I mean, there's there's still going to be many more films coming out that I haven't even heard of yet that I'm sure I'm going to be interested to see as well. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, bit of a different format here, and we'll see you next week with Some Like It Hot. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.